Hi, welcome to Rock Paper Bitcoin. I am Business Cat. We have a special episode for you today. My co-host Fundamentals is down in Miami, Florida for the Bitcoin 2023 conference. We chatted on the phone this morning for a bit about some of the things he's been seeing, some of the things he's uh, looking forward to. It was a fun conversation. Thanks for listening. All right. So, uh, Fundamentals, you're down in Miami right now? Indeed, yes. What's going on? So, you, what, you're, you're sitting by the pool right now? Is that where you're at? I am. Uh, yeah, if you, like, walk outside of... If you walk outside the front door of the hotel, you feel like you are in a Middle Eastern war zone. But <laughs> out the back door is a little oasis that almost makes you believe that, you know, we are in a nice little slice of the world here. Makes you believe the dream of Miami. That's lovely. It smells like, uh, so we're making a venison roast right now, so my, my house smells pretty amazing. Nice. That going on, but yeah, it's, I'm, I'm done with cats. Waking up this morning to have cat vomit in the living room is, oh my god. My tolerance for our cats has gone down dramatically since we had a kid. But, so yeah, sounds like your, uh, your oasis back is, is a bit nicer than uh, Pennsylvania at the moment. I guess. Uh, cat vomit's a nice, that's a band name alert. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a nice time, I have to say. So it is, uh, it's Saturday morning, the 20th of May, for, uh, for yep. people's reference. Okay, okay, so is this, uh, so yesterday was the first day of the conference? When did the conference actually start? I honestly don't, I mean, I think there's like industry days and things like, for me, I'm general admission club. When did it start for yesterday. you? Yesterday? Started right. yesterday at 9 a.m. Well, tell me about it. What's it been like? So it's my first ever Bitcoin conference of any kind. And um, I have to say, I'm having a good... So first it kind of hits you how many plebs and just how big a deal Bitcoin is, right? So like, you know, when you're in this conference center, there's... You go to this main stage, it's a, and I'm told it's a very reduced like reduced version of what it was last year okay but it's still pretty uh, it's like it's still pretty staggering how many people are there you know how many people are there to just being interested in bitcoin i was in miami for what's it was miami 2021 is the one i was at it was the first one but it was the it was the one that was like the big we're back after covid event and it was it was big and then yeah i skipped I, i missed last year but uh yeah, so like it hits you right away, like what a big deal it is, right? You know, and all of the merch and all of the, um, you know, the expo and all of that. Then like, you know, you get into a couple of keynote talks and it's, you know, it's cool and there's good energy. Um, you know, this, then like RFK gives his keynote and I kind of like, it's like the whole vibe of everything changed. That first, you know, kind of got serious and real. Hmm. You know, and of course, everybody had a reaction to it, but, um, you know, and then I, I guess I'll just say the thing that, the thing that I think I started realizing that this trip was worth it was then the, that the two, two or so hours I spent on what's called the open source stage, where these were, the, just found myself, um, with these very technical presentations, um, 
scripts. Well, one was on mini script, and I'm interested in that because of my my conversations with Rob Hamilton oh. and Anchor Watch. Hold, and, but before we go into the uh, before we go into the things you attended. Uh, so when, when I was there in 21, there was still quite a bit of uh, like altcoin and shitcoin presence there. Has there been, have you seen a lot of uh, folks like that around, or is it mo- mostly Bitcoin focused? It's well, it's around. Okay, right, it's definitely around. Okay. But from what like I watched last year on you know mostly live streams, mm-hmm. and so even just compared to what I watched last year, it is minuscule, right? You kind of have to dig for it. It's kind of like um, interesting. It's a um, it's like find, you know, finding drugs at a fish concert twenty years ago versus now. Like you know, now it's like in your face and people are just pretty aggressive. Yeah. Whereas twenty years ago, you had to dig. <laughs> you had to dig a little deeper to, you know, to get people to be so open. So yeah, it's a little. You know, I don't think it's as at, it's not as in your not as out in the open. And I guess for me, my natural avoider. A natural point of order. Yeah. Right? I mean, you know, you don't really see it unless you're having real conversations with people and they're like, you're doing the, you know, everyone's like, what do you do? But he kind of assumes you're in the industry if you're down here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm oh, just a pleb. And then they're like, eh, all right, see you later. Yeah. It's, it's, when I was there, yeah, the networking, was like the, the reason to be there is to, yeah, the, the networking and the things outside rather than specifically sitting in on specific panels and stuff in my opinion the uh so you said rfk spoke whenever so the when i was there it ron paul opened but that was the only real politician that that was there that i saw so i i saw also tulsi gabbard is down there like have you seen any of that i didn't see it because i was up in the open source stage you got to make some hard choices down here yeah yeah right you know i'll probably say rfk i'm gonna I'm going to guess was the second most significant speech that a politician's ever gave regarding Bitcoin. Cool. Okay. Uh, I, I did not. I, I'm aware of the, the, the talk on Twitter, but I haven't actually watched the video. You know, it's hilarious. So my last thing I'll say before we get into it was I had a great time yesterday, and I thought the conference was great. Well, well worth going to. Mm-hmm. And, then I get, and then I go up to my room and get on Twitter just to find out why the whole thing sucked. Everybody's outraged about something. Uh, yeah, I mean, and you know, it's like I didn't see any of the wizard shit, like these fucking ordinal people in wizard costumes. I didn't, I didn't see any of it. Um, I guess I heard Bitboy attack Stacey. Her, and I think I saw. Yeah, I saw both of those <laughs> events on Twitter. It sounds like I mean, I if you're spending know. time in the open source stage, that's that's where the signal is over the uh, main stage. I didn't know any of this drama or any of this shit until I read about it on Twitter. You know? Right. And then, you know, and everybody... Okay. Can I look? You're cutting out. I can't... I, I'm missing what you're saying. Your audio is dropping out here and there. I'm sorry. I'm on the hotel Wi-Fi. <laughs> it happens. Uh, trying to walk away from the noise. So, like, you know, this RFK speech was pretty polarizing, I'll say. You know, everybody wants if their take about why they're such a strong, why they're so based, right? And so they want to hate on the speech so much, right? So everybody like is like kind of competing for like based take as to why you know fucking politicians are shitty and yeah. About them. But I do think that's 
I think that's happening. I mean, overwhelming. That something significant, I think, is, is true. That I think that and it may not be. For sure, like Bitcoin is on politicians' radar now in a way that it hasn't been previously. But I mean, personally, for me, like I don't really give a shit what what this dude has to say about Bitcoin. I don't, I don't see the Democratic Party giving him the nomination. For, like, I think they're gonna gonna give it back to Biden. So I was like, okay, it's cool that he's saying things, but yeah, it's I don't really think he's a realistic possibility to be our next president. Well, yeah. So I'm gonna tell you why I think it's absolutely, and it's not about politics. What's that? Um, so, you know, God, I don't remember when we talked about it. So the Highway to Hex episode, mm-hmm. I listened to it like three times last week. So I feel like it was last week, but I know it was much longer ago than that. But we were talking about the communities that like are super based and they have their own like healthcare systems and they have their own schools and everything. But you try to talk to them about Bitcoin and, you know, yeah, it's... at all, right? They don't trust it. Mm-hmm. Um, RFK is going to it's going to make a lot of these people pay attention to Bitcoin. Okay, so people don't even understand. I was so shocked. I went to the Safety Dean Carnivore dinner last night, and you know, people are talking RFK and all this stuff. And I was shocked at how many of these people did not know he was like that. He is like leading anti-vax human being, essentially in the Western Hemisphere. Right. right. Yeah, people aren't aware of all of the different dimensions of his uh, his platform and what he's. Yeah, they're not aware that he was literally the num- listed the number one spreader of misinformation. I'm not saying this to defend him or to say this guy is going to like be, be president or anything like that. And what I'm telling you is that he is connect. There are base people, a lot of them in the world, who don't do Bitcoin, that are high that that view him, that don't know him, right? You know. And um, the trust actually trust him in that in the context that they're living in, and he's gonna pr- he's gonna bring Bitcoin to their attention now as a valid as a valid to want. Yeah, I think I think him him using like bringing Bitcoin to the attention of other people that it's it's a yeah it's a validation channel for people that might have overlooked it. So yeah, I think that's probably the best case for for any any politician coming out and saying something. About Bitcoin is the people that take that politician seriously is going to put this on their radar for them, and then yeah, eventually once you have enough hits on your radar, it starts. Oh, okay, well this, what is this? Yes, and he's going to raise the bar for the other kind of skeezy politicians that want to use Bitcoin as a platform. He's sort of this is like you have to be this tall to ride, you know, yeah, to orange wash yourself essentially, right? You, he's kind of nailed it, right? It's yeah, been it's like, been very interesting hearing him talk about openly about how three letter agencies have attacked his family. It's like we're at a strange point of political discourse in America. Right, like you don't hear president or presidential candidates talking about running nodes. Right. And really saying how you know the nodes matter because yeah. it has to be decentralized, right? To really be on that level, that's pretty. Promoting the sovereignty of the individual is not something you typically hear from the top down. Yeah, that's right. And so I, you know what I want people to understand because I don't think really grasp this. So he, his whole his whole origin story, he connected to the Canadian truckers. He said that basically he watched, you know, what the fallout of that protest, and that's when he started paying attention to Bitcoin and freedom and all that. 
I, I believe he's genuine about about that and his feelings about that. And, um, you know, like I, like I think he's irrelevant as a politician. So, I don't know. I'm not discounting, I'm not discounting, like, any, you know, I'm not discounting the fact that politicians are dangerous and all of that. I'm just saying this guy as a man, I've, I, I was very close to him in 2020, 2021, and seeing him fight, um, fight the tide, right? He was the guy fighting for the rights of people to not, you know, uh, COVID vaccine. He was, before COVID, he was the leading voice in people 60 to 80 shots yeah. to, to go to school. I mean, he was he, he was that guy. So I can definitely, the, the, the Canadian trucker protest came along and that affected him. Well, hell yeah. He sounds like an awesome ally for Bitcoiners to have. What, uh, tell, tell me about the, uh, so yeah, you were, talk, you were starting to talk about the uh, specific, specific things you've sat in on. Tell me about the uh, things you've sat, sat there on. Um, yeah, so like, you know, I feel like these speeches and the big, the big keynotes are things that everybody will see on YouTube. Um, the thing that made me feel like the conference was worthwhile was some of these, some of the really technical presentations. Um, so this one on Miniscript, and I got to meet Andrew Polstra. And I don't know if you know who that is. He's like a Bitcoin core dev legend, mm-hmm. right? Works for Blockstream. He invented Miniscript. Um, and then there, there was this guy, Dusty, who is working on this thing called Splicing for Lightning. Um, and I'm not going to get into any of these things here. Just to say that th- there are these things. There's probably like... 10 potential game changers that are worth understanding because two of them are going to come true and you know you're going to want to know you know these things all shape what's possible in bitcoin right splicing light on lightning channels is something that if it happens will alter our view of what's possible in bitcoin same with any script yeah Um, like the development of lightning is happening so quickly yeah it's People that it's, it's amazing to still hear the line of FUD of like that Bitcoin is slow or uh, Bitcoin is inefficient. It's like, like that somebody that, make, that makes that claim is really exposing their level of ignorance in exactly what's happening in the development space. Oh my god, and they didn't do what I did about 10 times yesterday, which was pay, pay for something with lightning, right? Peer, both of both party, god damn, this is so that's the next thing that I got to do yesterday was I met I met a couple of uh, significant Bitcoin life. Uh One is Knut Stanholm. Mm. Um, such a fan of his writing. Um, he is so uh, he infinity there. divided by twenty or twenty one million divided by infinity, right? Yeah, everything like everything in the world divided by twenty million. Uh, sovereignty through mathematics, right? Okay, uh, and independence reimagined. So, a little story about is I I tweeted something from literally it's like the second to last page of his book, Everything Divided by Twenty One Million. He has a reference to something called the Hash Final Settlement Protocol, and he has a footnote about it. parentheses early abbreviated HSP and I tweeted I'm like are you this you know I didn't know HFSP actually stood for something 
else, right. right, than have fun staying poor. Yeah. And he thought that was so freaking funny that I pointed this out. And I guess nobody pointed this out. That he was he started tweeting my, this tweet like on a weekly basis. <laughs> so um, all so authors appreciate him. feedback. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I introduced myself to him yesterday. I'm like, I'm the guy that was tweeting that HFSP, you know. From, he goes, oh, my God, that is so awesome. And, you know, so we had a little connection over that. So I bought his three books, and he signed them all, HFSP, few. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. That's, that's amazing. What do you have on the uh, agenda for today? Um, shit, man, I don't really – I don't know. <laughs> the only thing I know is uh, that's – in my mind is uh, well, there's a bunch of technical stuff now that I'm very motivated. I'm very motivated to spend most of my time on the open source stage. But uh, I'm interested also in Vivek Ramaswamy's keynote. So he's also a presidential candidate. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't necessarily like. He's interesting. He's like oh, he, he's a right wing RFK type sort of centrist. Like little, I'm not really familiar yeah. with him or any of his policies. So yeah, I don't really have a stance on him. Well, I can tell. I think he's like the leading thinker on corporate wokeism. Like he gets it. Called woke, highly recommend it. Um, wrote another great book called Nation of Victims. Okay, I'm highly aware. I, I'm aware that. of his books. Then I haven't read them, but I, okay, I, I so have heard of those. He's fighting very much. Fighting, you know, he's fighting the. I feel like if RFK fighting the vaccine war, right? This guy Vivek—he's the guy fighting the woke war. He's in the culture right? war. And what? And what? But not not like a not like a not like a uh, Fox News caricature necessarily. More, you know, he's he's a smart guy. You know what I mean? He's still a politician and he's slick, and that's like I don't trust at all. But he's smart and very much like too. So I'm curious to see how his uh, Bitcoin has evolved since. February when he was on Saifedean's podcast. You know, like he came on, he went on Saifedean's podcast and he came on McCormack's podcast. This is before he was in. Right? And yeah. he totally kind of, I, I feel he had all the wrong takes. You know, he, he came on Saifedean's podcast and was like, look man, you keep saying Bitcoin sick. You know, he's like, you guys, I want to tell you guys, Bitcoin doesn't fix everything you think it does. And like, you know, we sort of talk afterwards, like, he just doesn't quite get it, right? Doesn't quite get Bitcoin, right? It's not like he's wrong, right? Bitcoin didn't fix anything this morning. But like, right? Because that's, if you have a high time preference, then yeah, Bitcoin's not going to fix anything for you. Yeah. I'm, right? I'm glad to hear that there's, that Bitcoin is finally hitting like the, the politician level of discourse. But I mean, yeah, like Bitcoin, having a Bitcoin-friendly president will certainly help things. But I mean, it's like that's not the, that's not the solution to hyper-Bitcoinization. Like, totally no. And, and unlike what I said about RFK, I don't think Vivek's interest in Bitcoin reaches too many people that we would care about. You know what I mean? But um, it's, I think it's interesting that who I perceive to be the at least the smartest people in the conversation are the ones that are at least trying to. You know, they're trying to appeal to Bitcoiners yeah. in, a, in a in a more advanced way than I think I've seen in the past. Well, right? that's only going to accelerate, like, yeah, catering to the Bitcoin, the opinions and desires of the Bitcoiners. That's only going to, like, the people that have the capital are going to end up all the, with all the political capital, too. 
Yeah, I mean, I have to lie because I remember Buddha, you know, that guy, right? That, that uh, you, you dropped out. I, I missed what you said there. You remember the, you know, you, Mayor Pete, the guy, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the Secretary of Transportation. Yeah. Well, when he was running for president, he had um, a very well researched um, talking point that made fish fans believe that he was one of them. Okay. This is hilarious to me. Like, he had a whole detailed story. He had the show. He had the date that, you know, we all, we, I validated, you know, A, was a real show, and I knew of the show, right? And he had an experience. He must have gone, right? But he clearly went out of his way to um, try to make it a vote, like a group of people that would vote for him. It's, it was really kind of strange, right? But now I see, like, I see that in Bitcoin a lot, right? You see, you see politicians wanting to just do the minimum to sort of grab a voting base, right? Yeah, right. That's yeah. That's where I feel Tulsi Gabbard's at right now. Is like she. That's cool that she's down there, but I don't think she gets it. Yeah, I I will reserve. I don't really know anything about her other than she defected, which is that's a data point. That's a powerful data point. If not, if I know nothing else about her, right? Yeah. Defecting is something I can relate to, um, but I don't know much about her. Right. Well, I'm sure I'm I'm gonna be uh, watching Twitter today to see what happens. But yeah, I, I'll look forward to hearing hearing from I'm, you to hear I'm how things go. You know, Twitter is like you're, you're gonna find out why everything sucked. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I mean, yeah, I'm I'm seeing these things of like the like, oh, bit. Do you see what Bitboy did to Stacey Herbert? But yeah, I'm also seeing uh, like it looks like uh, Rick from Crypto Cloaks is having an absolute blast at his uh, at his stand. So yeah, I said hello to him. Um, he's, yeah, that he was right next to Newt Canute and the other guys. Beautiful. Um, it's kind of funny. Do even something like Breedlove's keynote, which I would have thought was pretty non-controversial. Like I, I saw Yellow, like just he re-edited all the pictures in it and made it hilarious, <laughs> and somehow made it as to why his whole everything he was complaining about was about him. It was mm. pretty, it was pretty, pretty brilliant. Well, I love. I love the big corners, man. Oh, yeah. All right, man. like an hour to turn around, to turn, to turn around a good insult. Yeah, he, he has a pretty fast wit to turn things around as fast as he does. If you'd like to leave us a comment, you can do so with a boostagram on fountain.fm. Send us some sats with a comment, and we'll read it on the next show. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time.